Ladies and gents, how are you? Happy Sunday. It is 10.05 p.m. December 26th. And let me tell you, I've been putting in work. Let me tell you, God has been exceedingly and abundantly incredible and outstanding these last three days where I've been asking God specifically like to work through me, to work with me from my last episode where I was just very heavy. Um, So I thank you for listening to my transparency, my testimony, my story. And later, almost immediately after I recorded that podcast, You know, whenever I have a problem, my main source to go to is God. So if I don't open a Bible or see a Bible plan in my YouVersion app, I will check out YouTube. And I've been really enjoying a few series on YouTube. One of them being Michael Todd from Transformation Church, Crazier Faith. Um, His series has been going on since maybe, I don't know, September. I'm not sure. Then... The other series I've really been enjoying is Take Action by Keon Henderson from the Lighthouse Church in Texas. And when I came upstairs after having that very vulnerable moment with you all, um, I listened to one of his, to one of Keon's um, sermons called The Breakthrough Brain. And at that moment, I just really needed a breakthrough. So I didn't care what part of the brain he was talking about. You hear what I'm saying? So I listened to it with my Bible open, notebook, pen, pad, just ready to go because I needed something. I was desperate. When I'm desperate, I go to God. So let me tell y'all, the first time I listened to it, I couldn't really get it. I was just like, okay, you know, the breakthrough brain, basically renewing your mind in every area of your life consistently helps you to have a breakthrough brain, helps you to have a thinking pattern of being able to uplift yourself with God's help to get you through anything. And... He encouraged listeners and viewers to watch that episode over and over again. And I noticed that there were just some things I couldn't really get, but I appreciated that I heard that word because I felt so defective. I felt so broken. I felt so damaged Um, living in the trauma of being born of a black mother. And what I did the following morning, as soon as I woke up, 8 a.m., December 24th, Christmas Eve, it was snowing in the New England area. I made a big pot of hot chocolate, peppermint mocha uh, hot chocolate. I mean, with the peppermints, the peppermint sticks, the little round peppermints, the little razzle-dazzle 
put it in the crock pot for the family when everyone got up they could have a get a good sized cup of hot cocoa and I sat in the living room while everyone was still resting and just read my word well I grabbed my bible grabbed my notes and I grabbed my phone and I listened to Keon sermon the breakthrough brain for the second time the following morning And I was very intentional and meticulous about the notes that I took. So I began to write as soon as he spoke, like what the intention was for the episode. And I wrote down in my journal that my prayer, my intention is to retrain my brain to have a breakthrough, revelation, instant conclusion, clarity, on my worst day and moments when I am angry, rejected, insecure, broke and broken, frustrated, lethargic, lazy and or symptomatic curse from my mother or father's lineage. Now, half of that is something that Keon had spoke while he started the um, the episode in prayer. And I added you know, my own little flair for my specific needs. And I made a section on my notebook to write down the scriptures and the stories that he brought up during, because I believe when someone is using scripture as a reference, that is where I need to seek God in those people or in those stories and those moments that have been captured um, to help me in present day. So... The scriptures that Keon listed was Romans 12, 2, to not get comfortable with my daily life, depending on the translation, depending on your own interpretation with the help of the Holy Spirit. I, I often hear from my partner that he's always challenging me to grow more because I always get comfortable and I never notice when I get comfortable. So I know that Romans 12, 2 is something I need to consult with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Then he mentioned Psalms 51 and 10. That I am more valuable renewing my mind daily. I am more valuable to myself, my partner, my friends, my family, my community when I'm taking the time to diligently work on characteristics, struggles, hopes, dreams, visions that are designed and intended for me to work on. Working on my own sugar honey iced tea, if you will. Then there's John 8, 32. The truth will set you free. And... What I appreciated about that scripture is that I've been struggling with seeing the truth because a lot of my memory in my trauma in my childhood is just a synopsis of the whole picture. I solely have one perspective of an entire story. And my perspective may be true to me, but it may not be the whole truth. 
And that is where I started to feel a bit more free and a bit more comfortable and less defective and less hopeless. You know what I mean? Then he mentioned the story of Samuel, Saul, and David. And I would start reading at 1 Samuel 8, but truly I feel like 1 Samuel chapter 1 through maybe 15 or so really uh, dictates the story of how Saul projecting his negative thoughts onto David cost him his his kingship. It cost him the crown. And the lesson that Keon mentioned there was that projection will cost you the crown. Projection will cost you your blessing. And I struggle with projecting my insecurities on my partner often. And that can be a daily thing. Once, twice, three times a day. That could be a weekly thing. That could be a monthly, quarterly thing. <laughs> like, it it has been a habit and it, it has been very draining. So, I don't want to lose what God has given me. I want to be sensitive and grateful and appreciative of the timing and the magnitude of the family God has blessed me with. But my projections from my past, from my trauma, from my pain are costing me happiness and joy and abundance and the gifts that God truly wants me to live out loud, live in the dark place, live in the joyful place, live in the mountain high and live in the valley low. Projection is costing me. And I no longer want it to cost me, so I'm going I'm to have to consult with First Samuel, you dig? Then he mentioned 2 Corinthians 12, 7, where Paul boasted of his afflictions. <laughs> My partner always says, like, when I talk, when I share stories, it's always something sad. And I always seem to hold on to the saddest part of a memory. And that's what I'll repeat over and over again. Like, oh, I remember one time... You know, I was making X amount of dollars and I barely had a bag of rice to my name. You know, like I I won't see things from where I need improvement in the area of being more optimistic with my viewpoint and seeking God to shift where I see my past shift the emotional place where I see my past and my present um so that I'm able to boast of my afflictions like yeah I know you know I may not be driving right now but that's all good because you know God will provide and God's going to provide and I'm seeking to get my license and I'm seeking to boost my credit score to you know be in the position to get a great deal on a car. <laughs> so it's all a process, but you got to start somewhere. Then the last scripture he listed, he mentioned was Luke 23:34 where Jesus was on the cross and he he had a magnitude of empathy that we've never seen since where Jesus says, "Forgive them for we know not what they do." They know not what they do. 
And there's there's a lot going on in there because I considered myself an empathetic person. But I could use some help in that department. Like I thought I was queen empathy because I had training when I was working in a corporate environment and I've been a teacher. But truth be told, I I could use I could use some empathy. I could because when I'm not empathetic, I'm not considerate. And when I'm not considerate, that causes tension, that causes frustration, that causes confrontation, that causes irritation when I'm not acting out of empathy, when I'm not displaying empathy. So my prayer is that God would renew my thoughts. God would renew what excites me. God would renew the people I like being around. God would renew the conversations I have and God would renew my feelings. Because if I'm also being honest, I've allowed my feelings to dictate my life's decisions. I'm sad, I'm going to eat. I'm angry, I'm going to kick, curse, scream, belittle, destroy my environment internally, externally, you name it. I for real, for real, for real, 2022, I am believing God to renew my feelings the way I see my life especially as um today I grabbed a few of my baby pictures that I had inside of a suitcase and I looked at myself and I've always looked like man look at all the things I didn't have but I looked at myself like wow look at how consistent I've been Look at how authentic, look at how true to myself I've remained. Look at how much my mother did provide. Look at how she taught me about the weather and the calendar and how to care for my baby brother. He was the first child I had ever been around. Constantly. (laughs) I had cousins that were born around, you know, 1997. But my brother was the first one that really impacted me in the way that he did. And looking at those baby pictures, I just, I just believe God that he's been carrying me through on this tightrope. I try to run away from him a lot, but I ain't running away no more. I really believe that God has kept me. There have been so many people I've lost during the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, people I've lost emotionally, people I've lost just, you know, due to this calling. God is a jealous God and he want me for himself. He needs me to get something in this brain of mine, in this spirit of mine, in this heart of mine to spend time with me. <laughs> and I like spending time with him, for real, for real. When you have a discipline to seek God, Because I had no other answers. Everything I had already tried. And it left me going in circles and not living a bountiful, productive life. In a very real way. In a very healthy way. Um, Yeah, I forgot my train of thought. (laughs) But, um... 
I'm believing God to renew my feelings nonetheless. So I'm hoping that you all take a moment listening to my testimony to take a moment and listen to the breakthrough brain. It's about 30 minutes, maybe less on YouTube. Listen to it while you're doing dishes or literally sit down and listen. Be still. It helps. There was there was a moment during the sermon where Keon said something about a scientific rule. I think it's called Haber's Law. H-A-B-E-R apostrophe S law. Haber's Law. And I didn't understand what that was, so I had to put the closed caption on to make sure, you know, I was spelling it correctly in my Google search. So I paused the sermon and I looked up Haber's rule, Haber's law, and it states that the incidence and or severity of a toxic effect depends on the total exposure. In general, this rule is often used in setting exposure guidelines for toxic substances. It makes any two groupings of a set dose concentration and exposure time to have equivalence. For example, if there is a rotten apple in a barrel, all the other good apples will turn rotten depending on how long they've been next to that rotten apple, depending on the concentration of the rot in the rotten apple. And it made me think, hmm, how many times have I been around a person, a place, a thing that was stronger than me? Where I was the weaker of the two. And I learned that I've gained some negative characteristics and behavior from my mother, from other people from social media that was not authentically mine. I was not born a complainer. I was not born depressed. I was not born disrespectful. I was not born destructive. I was not born defective. I was not born to be unhappy and miserable. I was not born to live life alone. As my prayer, my declaration, I wrote that I will survive the severity of toxic effects from my mother, my lineage, my upbringing, my childhood, my miscarriage, my abortion, my past romantic relationships and friendships. Sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. And I was really uncomfortable reading that statement out loud because I haven't looked at my journal in two days since I uh, watched that sermon again on Christmas Eve. And um, that's me being humble, open, and transparent. I'm I'm going to be more humble, open, and transparent in my life because... It feels good to me. It is a requirement that I have of myself. Not that anybody else, you know, requires it. It's good to have in all all of my relationships. Um, but to to take 
this time to read my journal to you all to recap, to pick up where we left off in the last episode. By the way, (laughs) by the way, December 23rd, my last episode was my 23rd episode that I've recorded. Now, I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but I don't like to subscribe to coincidences. I like to believe that God is with me in this process where God gave me a message when I moved to the New England area and I was considering either looking for apartments or just staying with uh, my partner and his family. And it felt like God wasn't answering me. I'm like, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, I'm looking for apartments. We're getting denied. And I felt in the pit of my stomach, like my upper abdomen, if I had a six pack, it would be at the tippy top, like right under my breast, like that area. I felt in the pit of my stomach, God say, make room. And I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) So I would listen to Jonathan Reynolds song, make room. I will make room for you. And making room has evolved. It's taken on an identity of its own where I'm daily to the best of my ability. Sometimes it it ain't daily. Some weeks it ain't daily. Some weeks it's just weekdays where I'm making room. Some days it ain't ain't none of the days. (laughs) Some days it ain't the weekend. Some days it might only be the weekend. You know, it depends on the day, it depends on the week. You know, when I'm making room, sometimes I'm not in the mood to make no room for nobody. Not for God, not for me, not for you, not for nothing. <laughs> and that's just facts, no cap. You heard. Um, but it feels really good to be at this episode, getting ready to launch De- December. Huh. What is that called? January 1st, New Year's Day. I'm so excited to share my podcast. I'm so excited to have an idea um, from other podcasters and just the Holy Spirit just leading me in this passion project. I'm so, I feel so fulfilled having taken a professional development class on money and writing down goals and purpose and vision. And one of my One of my visions was to start this podcast and um, there'll be some, there'll be some merch in the works. (laughs) It's a lot going on when you are giving birth to something, if you will, and it's fun and it's creative and it's mine. And when I say it's mine, it's me and God's. This is our, this is our, our love project. This is my love project with God living my faith out loud, exposing you all to just my real life, (laughs) my real life, my real thoughts, my real struggles, my real testimony, my real breakthroughs, and God just showing up and showing out, and my testimony to how committed I am to the Lord. So I say all that to say, Go watch The Breakthrough Brain. 
go watch the breakthrough brain take you some notes and when you're done doing that get up tomorrow on your lunch break or while you're washing your hair in the shower and listen to it again and maybe the day after that I might take another listen again um but I want to dive into those scriptures that I mentioned Romans 12 and 2 Psalms 51 10 John 8 32 the book of first Samuel second Corinthians 12 7 and Luke 23 34 my prayer is that you too can have and will have a breakthrough brain God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.